and welcome to episode number 41 of the Brave Widow Show. Today, I speak with Marie Scott, and Marie is a lovely person, and I, I can't wait for you to hear some of the things that she had to share. Let me introduce you to Marie. She is the creator and founder of Happy and Healthy After Widowhood. She is a best-selling author, speaker, and functional medicine health coach. After losing her beloved husband, Dave, after 30 years, along with her mom in the same year, it set her on a path to not only heal herself, but to find her mission and purpose for life part two, helping other widows and widowers to be happy and healthy after widowhood. Today, I talk with Marie about how to rebuild this next part of your life and some of the things that she has seen that's worked well, some of the tips, some of the pitfalls. And for those of you maybe like me who were spoiled and had your husband cook everything for you, she also has some really encouraging news about this cookbook that she's working on that will help even the newbies to cooking and their cooking skills and allow you to cook for one person or 20 people. So let's dive right in. Welcome to the Brave Widow Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Jones. We help young widows heal their heart, find hope, and dream again for the future. Well, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Brave Widow Show. And today I have Marie Scott here with me. And Marie has done a lot of things and she has a lot of great insight and wisdom to share with us today. So Marie, why don't you tell us in the audience a little bit about who you are, your background, what you do, and maybe where they can find you. Thank you, Emily. Pleasure to be here with you today. Five years ago, I never would have dreamed life would have taken me down this path. Five years ago, I lost the beloved love of my life for 30 years, retired Captain William David Scott. And he died peacefully in my arms at home from esophageal cancer, which they call one of the firefighters cancer. And so it started one of the most devastating chapters of my life. And probably for the first year and a half, I was in shock. It was like doing everything with your soulmate and doing everything from how do I retire to what are our goals and plans for the future and growing old together and traveling the world. And it's like everything is shattered. And it's what do you do now? What the heck do you do now? And the shock that came with that was just incredible. In fact, it was about seven or eight months after Dave died that I actually caught myself laughing out loud and I had to do a double take. I thought, what the heck is that noise? And I realized that it wasn't the sound of my laughter, but getting over the guilt of laughing alone. He wasn't by my side anymore. And about a year later, I decided to go back to school to learn more about food as medicine. And I'm an avid chef. I love to cook. I love to feed people. That's the Italian in me. And I lost my mom the same year as I lost Dave. So it was a double whammy on the stress scale. And she died of Alzheimer's. And I knew that there was a link between nutrition and Alzheimer's and for sure nutrition and cancer. So I went back to school to learn more about those links and became a certified functional medicine health coach and healed myself, my mind, body, and spirit. And that led me to my life and purpose for life part two of embracing the life again and writing a book, three published books now. Fourth one is a cookbook, Cooking with a Side of Kleenex. But I don't think I can use the word Kleenex. I'm talking with Kimberly Clark and we're seeing what can we do besides that. Somebody suggested a tear mopper up or some silly things like that. But humor for sure has been a big part of my emotional healing and also led me to the second great love of my life. Married, We got married January, 2022. So it's been an amazing, amazing journey. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's awesome. Awesome. All of the things that you've done on the 
other side of losing your person. And like you said, navigating those waters of, oh, I feel guilty for laughing. I feel guilty for having joy. I Does that mean I don't love him anymore? I'm supposed to be sad. And I'm sure you got all kinds of comments from people one way or yes. another about things. But you comments. Yeah. But you've published some books. You're making a gr- great impact out there. And I think that you should tell Kleenex brand, this is free advertising for them. So you should be allowed to use <laughs> Not that they need advertising, right? But yes, it's been an amazing journey. I also spent 30 years in technology. I worked for Oracle and traveled the world. And when Dave died, I traveled because of the perks. We basically traveled around the world on points, stayed in every top hotel on points. And I stopped. I said, why am I traveling? I don't need the point anymore. I don't need the perks. There's nobody to travel with. So that's when I retired from this amazing career and branch out into what I'm doing today, being a health coach and also a grief coach and a published author. So I love, really love helping other widows and widowers realize that they can be happy and healthy after widowhood. Oh, I love that so much. And so I know people that who can't even fathom being happy again and rebuilding their life in that second phase that are six months out. And I know people who are 10 years out that are still just in this sorrow and despair and they're having a really hard time figuring out how they're going to move in that direction. So what do you Mm -hmm. tell people? I mean, how do you go from feeling guilty to hearing yourself laugh just seven, eight months later to all these amazing things that that you've accomplished? What is the path to getting there? It was it was a desire and a knowing that Dave wanted me to embrace life again. And it was his biggest concern. He told all of his friends, he goes, I really want Marie to embrace life again and not wallow in despair the rest of her life because I'm gone. And Emily, it took a long time. It really took a long time. And from being a very strong, independent woman to collapsing in a puddle of tears in the walk-in closet, that was my favorite spot. We all have favorite spots where we have the meltdowns, right? But to go from constantly emotional and not being able to deal with life at all to rising above it and making myself stronger and healing myself and getting off all of my prescription meds when I became a health coach and losing 30 pounds, I think that really helped my self-confidence. So being able to help others navigate those waters is really special to me. And and the first thing I tell widows and widowers is find your sense of community. Find people who you can be around that get it. Who that if you have a meltdown in the middle of dinner, it's okay. It's not the end of the world, but it's going to happen. And just find friends that allow you to deal with the emotions and the grieving that you're going through. So one of the first things I found was a community like Camp Widow and Soaring spirits. And they, I also have spoken at Camp Widow. It's an amazing organization, global, and they actually have this amazing group of widows and widowers come totally diverse around the globe. And Camp Widow is one of their highlights. I'm very proud to be able to say I've spoken twice now at Camp Widow on the Mm -hmm. seven steps to healing after loss. That's awesome. Well, for maybe for people who don't know, do you mind to just explain a little bit more about Camp Widow and what they do and then the Wings for Widows? Yes. So if you Google soaringspirits.org, you'll see the organization led by Michelle Hernandez. And it's amazing organization. You can join for free. And Camp Widow, they have Camp Widow in Tampa, Camp Widow in San Diego, and Camp Widow in Toronto, along with Australia and global other global pop-ups. And it was an amazing community to be able to walk into to, to a hotel with two to 400 other widows and widowers who get it. And it was just amazing. You just started talking to me and talking, tell me your story and tell me 
20-year story. And there are widows there from three months, newly widowed, to 10, 15 years widowed. And to see everybody in each avenue, each path of their life was truly inspiring to me and helped me realize that there are many paths to, to post-widowhood, to finding purpose in life part two. There's many paths that you can do that. And finding is finding the community can allow you to do that is, is to me was the number one key thing that I did. Yeah, I think community is such a great point because there are a lot of different communities that are out there and I have the Brave Widow community and there's Facebook groups and communities and all sorts of Modern Widows Club, like all sorts of different communities. I think one of the key things is to find one that's the right fit for you. We've mm-hmm. had folks part of groups where people really promote hollow and risky behavior in how people should deal with grief or how they've deserved things or earned things or whatever. And I just know that's a hollow promise that's only going to lead in people getting hurt, which you'll see the same person post a few weeks later about how it's painful or being in groups where people are just so negative and overwhelmed and depressed. And so finding that right community, to your point, is a great way in trying to move forward, not move on, but try to have a good support system around you so that you can start rebuilding that life. Yeah, so true. And the negativity in some of the groups is really astonishing because you're going through enough with every single thing in your life is different. Everything, single thing is shattered. And to deal with every, all, all, everybody else's negativity is just a drain on your energy. And it's just, it's not right. And some of them are like dating groups and you have to be careful with being present because widows are often at risk of being preyed on. It's, it's been known throughout for centuries. And so you have to be really careful out there. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. So what are some other things that you would tell people if, as they're trying to figure out maybe different pieces of rebuilding their life or what are things that they should consider? What else did you find was really helpful for you or you've seen that's been helpful for other people? The biggest, the second biggest thing to finding community is absolutely self-care and self-care for from grief massage to taking care of yourself internally, making sure you eat right. And a lot of widows and widowers would say, that's just me, I'll just have popcorn tonight. And I realized early on that if I didn't cook for myself, that I would continue to feel terrible and the, the brain fog, the widow fog would never lift. And so I started making sure that I took care of myself food-wise and ate healthy. And it really did help the energy go through the roof as well as lift the widow fog. And it really helped me want to embrace life again. So self-care is so important, whether it's eating right. I also took up meditation, which really helped calm my monkey brain. I never thought that was that meditation was my cup of tea, but it really helped calm my emotions down and also deal with the emotions as well. So meditation and definitely sleep. Sleep was the biggest thing that stunk after day died. I mean, 30 years in this bed with someone every single night, even though I traveled for work, he traveled with me. It was was the hardest thing to get over. So what do I do first? Do I buy a big body pillow? Do I sleep in the middle now instead of on the same side as I always did? Do I sleep on his side? It was one of the biggest changes I went through is, in, is sleep and getting good sleep again. That took a while. Yeah, sleep was hard. I mean, I had insomnia for a long time. And I remember one night I was putting together a nightstand at 2 a.m. because I couldn't sleep. I would just, <laughs> and I, I was just like wired. I wasn't even tired. I would get tired during the day, but that is really, tough and figuring which side of the bed do I sleep on? Do I use a pillow? Do I take one of their shirts? Do I spray their cologne on it? Yeah, like that's very hard. So eating as part of self-care, 
I know I was very much, I ate horribly. I gained weight. And I I don't know why I would say this when Nathan was still here. I would say, if anything ever happened to you, I'm basically just going to be eating pizza rolls all the time. And I haven't been eating pizza rolls, but it's not been anything good. So now, obviously, I always make sure I cook for my family and things like that. But when it's just you, I guess you just feel like, what's the point? Why am I putting this effort in? I don't feel like doing anything. And this is just going to be another thing that takes that energy. So, And that's the subtitle of the cookbook. It's cooking for one, two, or 20. And being Italian, we cook for 20 every Sunday. 20, 25 people sit down dinner every Sunday. And when it was Dave and I, I always cooked. And then it was became, now what? How do I cook for one? And it was a hard adjustment to go through. And cooking for one is really like cooking for two, except you have leftovers. So that's a good thing. Yeah, that is good. And I'm glad that you really mentioned that because I think people do struggle. And then you have the people, some widows that have kids. And so maybe they need the bigger portions. Maybe they need more like 10 or 20. But yeah, yeah, I love that. Well, what do you, what are some things that people just tend to have the hardest time with or the most questions about or the problems that you really try to help solve for like the cooking book, the cookbook that can help people rebuild that second part of their life? So I'm doing a lot of webinars, doing them almost monthly and on topics like sleep, on topics like meditation, on topics like joyful movement. And so I'm doing monthly webinars. I've got the replays out on my YouTube channel as well. And I'm speaking a lot, doing a lot of podcasts and speaking a lot on the seven steps to healing. And you can find these on my website as well. But, you know, to me, being a grief coach, a health coach, is really being able to help heal the person as well as help overcome the, the grief process and help them along the grief journey. So that's become one of my passions. And so you can find a lot of that on my website at mariescottwellness.com. And I'm sharing a lot of information. I've got a couple of ebooks and reports out on my website. And there's so much, there's so much that I feel like I can help with. And those are some of the key areas, especially food and self-care, taking care of yourself. And then the biggest that I'm getting the most questions, I feel like I've become a quasi dating coach. And it's so funny. It's so cool to be able to say, widows have a lot of love left. And if you're ready to say, I'm not going to just curl up and die, then I can help them find ways to to meet new people safely. And one of my favorites, I've got to report top 10 tips to dating safely. I came up with an 11th and a 12th. And the 11th was the coolest thing I saw on a, a short reel. It was go to Starbucks, just get yourself a coffee, put your phone in your pocket and sit down on the couch and just enjoy a coffee, enjoy life and smile. You never know who might sit down next to you on the sofa. So the old saying, a smile begets a smile is so true. And that's kind of how I met Jeff. We were out at a restaurant and it was amazing, just amazing connection eye to eye. He smiled and I smiled and the rest is history. And it was the best quarantine ever, but that's another story. And so the 12th tip, I've got 10 tips. And then the 12th tip was something that came up last time. My dear cousin who'd been divorced for a while, she brought her new partner to a family get together. I said, what do you mean? What do you mean? New partner. Who is this guy? And she and I said, where did you meet him? And she said, I've known him for 20 years. And so it came to me that Facebook stalking is totally socially acceptable. Not stalking, but you know, finding old friends on Facebook and finding my social media, maybe sending a re-engaging is a great way to meet people that you may have lost touch with 15, 20, 25 years ago. Yeah. No, I think that's a great idea. And even I actually have had some good luck with Facebook dating just being 
being oh, able wow. to find a lot of friends. So you can see, yes. you know, that you have in common, that's a mutual connection. And I think that's great. And to me, being widowed, I went to a live event just a couple of weeks ago, and everyone was talking about how I loved being a wife and I loved caring for my husband. And yeah. now I felt like that was so much of who I am. So they do have a lot of love left in there. So what would you say? We talked a little bit before we recorded about people that they're just three months out and they're interested in looking at dating or people that are further along that aren't. Is there, when is the right time? Like, how do people know it's the right time to think about dating and having another relationship? What would you say? Yeah. So when you first start thinking about it, that's when the right time is. And I remember I was in Charleston at the time where Dave and I lived and I started a meetup group called Widowhood Sucks, especially after 50. And we got up to be a hundred people and we would just get together and go out to dinner and we'd go for a walk in the park or do social things like bowling. We do fun things. And to me, that was a great safe environment to meet people with like interests. And so that, that group was amazing. In fact, the, my first kiss in 35 years came from a guy in that group, took my, melted my socks off. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. But meetup is a great way to not just meet potential dating partners, but also to meet other people who like to do the same things you do. And so when I moved to Sarasota, I found a golf meetup group. I found a group of walkers that walk the Ringling Bridge every Monday. And that was like four and a half mile round trip. And so just people getting together. So maybe it's not about dating, but maybe it's just about getting, finding new people, being around new people and perhaps sparking a love interest. I know my friend Kim Widow, I knew about two years from Camp Widow. She connected with a hiking group and met a man there who loved to hike. And they found out they're from the same town. And it was just incredible. It's been two years for them now. And they've hiked around the world. They just got back from a hiking trip in Canada. And just an amazing story. And she told me, she said, if it wasn't for you and your inspiration and telling me about Meetup, I never would have, this wouldn't have happened to me. So that made my heart smile. So there are ways to get out there without having to go to a dating site because that, that can be kind of creepy. Yeah. It can be. And I joined, I joined a few groups and I also stocked Home Depot for a while. Can't say I had much luck there, but you know, I do think just like you said, just putting yourself out there. I've heard people say you might meet your gateway person. So maybe the person that you're meeting male or female isn't the person you're going to end up dating, but they know someone who could be. So they could introduce you. They could connect you. So I I always thought that was a really interesting concept because for us introverts, we don't really like going out and meeting a whole bunch of people we don't know. But if we think about it as in making good connections and relationships and there's a purpose to it, I think that can help people gain the confidence. Yeah. And also networking. Everybody, it's funny. Everybody knows a widow or widower, whether it's family or friends. And just networking with your your people that you already know is a great safe way to meet people. Just letting them know, hey, I'd like to have dinner with somebody. It doesn't have to be anything more than that. I just want to meet new people. So that's yeah. a great way. Great safe way. That is. That's a great, that's a great point. And, or just somebody to go to the movies with or yeah. yeah, somebody to do stuff with. So what are some other things that typically pop up? Do, do you see that people 
people find new hobbies? Do you see that they kind of rediscover who they are? What do you see? So one of the funniest things happened when I was talking about the the seventh step of healing, and it's in my book as well. It's find find new purpose. And so I was, we had a workbook we were going through. And I said, okay, how many people have new hobbies or old hobbies that you want to resurrect? And so people would raise their hand. I'm going to get back into painting. And this other woman said, I got back into singing. She said, it's funny. I've been singing at church for three years and they haven't noticed me yet. So that was funny. But the best was this woman got up from the front front row, grabbed my microphone and started belting out the national anthem. She goes, I'm going to get back into singing. And she had a beautiful voice. So mm-hmm. painting, singing, for me, it was writing, journaling. There's many new, there's many ways you can think of things you used to enjoy before or during your marriage that can really help you find new purpose. Another one for me is cooking. And that's what led me to start the cookbook. And just there's so many different ways, whether it's old hobbies or finding new hobbies, taking a course, like I I took a course on becoming a functional medicine health coach. And that was very rewarding. I never, I was thinking it was just to learn more about food and it turned into my life transformation. I turned into finishing this book and writing two more. So take a course and don't be afraid. I'm a lifelong learner to begin with. So learning new things is always, I love it. Yeah, I do too. And for some people, it's hard because you're not good at something new. If you take a new course or I I started picking up hand lettering and it was really terrible at first. And now it's not great, but it's not terrible. But you have to be willing to not be good at those things as you're taking those courses. If you don't try to discover what those new interests could be, then you'll never know. So one question I thought of about your cookbook that I did not ask is, are these hard recipes? Because some of us were very spoiled and our husbands did 95% of all the cooking. So my first six months, I was BFFs (laughs) with the crock pot. But tell me in your cookbook, can an amateur do this? Yes, absolutely. And I'll leave you with two tips. One of them is every probably three or four days, I will prep a, a big square glass dish and I will cut up peppers, radishes, cucumbers, cut up celery and radicchio. So I always have all the ingredients ready to make a salad. And if you think about a salad, and that's, I always, I eat everything organic. So I've got all the ingredients to make a salad. And if you add protein to it, you've got a meal. So leftover chicken from the prior night. I love can of tuna on top, wild caught tuna. So you've got an instant meal just by having this bowl of veg- veggies prepped. You can also make a soup with it via rotisserie chicken. And you've got all the ingredients to make a soup so I taste some celery and add the rotisserie chicken. So another really easy recipe, they're all easy recipes. Another one of my favorites is chicken piccata. And you basically saute chicken, you sprinkle some lemon on it, a little white wine, a little butter and capers. And that is chicken piccata. So all the recipes are easy. They're healthy. They're delicious. Gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free. And it's just a whole, I'm up to about 80 recipes now. And it'll be a book of recipes that can easily scale and that will always give you leftovers for the next day. Perfect. I love it. I mean, if a newbie can do it and if I can yes. learn how to cook, I'm sure pretty much anyone can. And, you know, it life is overwhelming when you're first widowed and you're just yes. trying to survive at that point. Yeah. So keeping things simple, I loved your idea of having the ingredients ready and being able to cook meals where you have a meal for the next day. So if you don't feel like cooking or whatever, you have that available to you. So I think that's great. 
And a lot of the recipes are also freeze really well. Like I have a chicken champagne recipe that freezes really well. So you can make a big batch of it and you've got meals in the freezer ready to go. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I do love that. Well, anything else that comes to mind for people as they're rebuilding or any maybe pitfalls to watch out for? Pitfalls, a lot of pitfalls. And I think about healthy relationships and unsubscribing to negative friends and family. And you've got them. It's always something in the family is, I can't handle this. I'm going through enough myself. And especially well-meaning friends who say, oh, I know exactly what you're going through. I'm going through the same thing. My guy travels. You know, he's this not the same thing. And just unsubscribing to the negativity around you and trying to have peace with yourself and know that if you want it, you can see the light again and embrace life again. So I think the biggest pitfalls can be the people around you, family around you. And as long as you know that and can set boundaries, you can embrace life again. I love that. Yeah. Boundaries, I think is a big one. And it's hard because your close family and friends that you expect to be there for you a lot of times aren't. And we have other people that step up, but it's hard. It's hard to let go of or put some boundaries or even just some distance in between some of those people that you've been so close to for so long. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's why finding community is so important so that you can find new people that to hang around with and also make new friends with. And maybe that'll spark finding new hobbies. Yes, yes, totally. Well, Marie, tell everyone again, just where's the best place that they should go to find you if it's your website or social media. And I know you have some things that they can download for free, maybe give another example or two of that. And then of course, all the links that you send over will make sure get put in the show notes. So if people are driving or cooking or mowing or whatever, you'll be able to go back and look at that. You don't have to write it down. So one smart thing that my dear friend told me was go get all your real estate. Three years ago when we started the business, go get all your real estate. So I am Marie Scott Wellness all over social media. And my website is the great place to start. You can download my top top 10 tips to dating there. Also, you can download the first chapter of my book for free on the website. And also my YouTube channel has a lot of fun recipes and some cool videos. And also I just did a webinar last month on sleep and that's also out on the YouTube channel. So each of the webinars I try to do also on YouTube. So that's, that one's about 15 minutes and it was very well received and a lot of good tips in there. So definitely my website, Maurice got wellness, YouTube got wellness and my private Facebook group is happy and healthy after widowhood and it's a vetted verified facebook group you have to note your partner's date of death and i verify everybody and so it's a safe group that i share a lot of a lot of cool stuff in that group as well and i've got a retreat coming up in florida i've got spots for six women and that's going to be in punta gorda and that's on my website as well so first week in december awesome i love that and you've got so many resources and things going on to help widows I love just the service and the generosity and trying to make a positive impact through the experience that you've had. So thank you so much for joining us today and sharing some insights and some cool tips. And we'll make sure that people have links to the resources so they can find them. Thanks, Emily. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the Brave Widow podcast. I would love to help you take your next step, whether that's healing your heart, finding hope, or achieving your dreams for the future. Do you need a safe space to connect with other like-minded widows? Do you wish you had how-tos for getting through the next steps in your journey? 
organizing your life or moving through grief? What about live calls where you get answers to your burning questions? The Brave Widow membership community is just what you need. Inside, you'll find courses to help guide you, a community of other widows to connect with, live coaching and Q&A calls, and small group coaching where you can work on what matters most to you. Learn how to heal your heart, find hope, reclaim joy, and dream again for the future. It is possible. Head on over to bravewidow.com to learn more.